Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. History. Hello, cutie. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. I was really drawn to her. She made me feel like a woman could do anything because she did. She was a Latina, like me. She just brings such authority and such honesty to whatever she's playing. Some people might view Rita Moreto as the embodiment of the American dream. At the age of 16 years old, she was the sole breadwinner for her family. Little Puerto Rican girl whom nobody thought much of at MGM with a contract. I really was very often treated like a sex object. The studio would ask contract players to go out on pretend dates. Before I know it, he's forcing himself on me. When you're in a contract to a studio, they own you. Don't you touch me. I think sometimes there are wounds that simply don't heal well. She made herself into somebody she wasn't for a very long time. For the very first time in my life, I felt very useful. She really cares about issues. And then she is just full of you-know-what and vinegar. (laughs) Wear your nationality like a flag. Be proud of it. Be proud you're Puerto Rican. Be proud you're We always have to prove we're worthwhile. That's a lot of work. At 87, with a hit show and a movie in the works, it's a remake of West Side Story with Latino actors in the lead role. If we thought there was no place for us in this world of the arts that we wanted to get into, we could look up and see Rita and say, okay, well, she could do it. How close can I get? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 395. Releasing December 15 on digital is Rita Moreno, Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It, a documentary that delves into the life and career of award-winning actress and activist Rita Moreno. Told through the likes of Moreno herself, along with the likes of Morgan Freeman, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Gloria Stefan, Rita Moreno, just a girl who decided to go for it, successfully presents the story of one of the most enduring careers in entertainment, as well as a story of survival during the Hollywood studio system. And joining me now is the director of this wonderful documentary, Mariam Perez Riera. Mariam, I thank you so very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. You know, what I found really interesting about your documentary is that Rita has had a seven-year career. This is the first time a documentary has been made about her. Um, how did this kind of come your way? How did you become involved in making this documentary, which I believe will probably be like the you know essential work of that of her whole career and life? Because it's just a really great work that you've done here. Thank you. Well, it's a great story, actually. Um, uh, Rita, the first time I met Rita, it was on the set of One Day at a Time, which is a show she has on Netflix. 
And the reason why I met her there is because my son plays the grandson in that show. Uh-huh. So I was basically being um, for those first for that first year, I was the mother of the actor in the show. And so whenever I didn't have work, because I'm a film, I've been a filmmaker all my life, mm-hmm. but whenever I work, I was there. So I would always see Rita, and to me, Rita is an icon since I'm a little girl. So I was always um, really trying to observe her even closer and observe everything that she would do that nobody knew about her because here's a woman who's working. And so I would always be like... um, thinking in my mind, wow, if I ever made a documentary on her, I would put this part and this other part and just thinking about it. And then the producer of One Day at a Time um, decided that he really wanted to do a documentary on her. And I, I heard that and I asked him that if I could pitch an idea because I've, I was thinking about it for a whole year now. And so he gave me the opportunity to pitch my idea as along with other directors. And that's how I got to be the director of this documentary. You essentially followed um, Rita around for like a year. Um, when you are with her as a filmmaker, as a director, um, she is incredibly transparent. She's like, she's the very definition of an open book. Um, when she's telling you her stories, her stories, you know, her, her struggles, not only as a woman in Hollywood, but a Latino woman in a studio system of Hollywood, um, and all the traumas in, in, in the sexual assault that she had to endure during that time, what's your reaction to those stories? Has she talked to you about this before? Is this the first time you've heard of these stories from her? It was the first time I heard those stories from her. I had read her book a couple of times, and she mentioned um those stories in her book, but I never discussed the the stories that I and or anything that I was going to ask her until right there when I was asking those questions. So um, it was the first time she has heard the question from me, and the first time I heard her answer. And but we we decided um, from the very beginning that we wanted to make a documentary that it wasn't just a showreel of her career. Mm. I really wanted to see that part of her that I got to see when I was on the set of One Day at a Time, that woman that comes in in driving her own car when she's 87 years old, no assistant, no no nothing, no glamour, with no makeup. And and I I wanted to show that part of her. So from the very beginning, we decided that we wanted to make a very honest story of her and she needed to be very open. And she was very happy with that because that's the only way she wanted to do this documentary. So um, she understood when I asked those questions that I really wanted her to open up. I think what's important about her stories is not only that of, of as an actress, but also as an, as an activist. And I think with this documentary, what she want, really wanted to bring forward was the benefits of therapy um, in dealing with you know, mental illness and stress, et cetera, especially in her industry. Um, 
so many of her peers, so many actresses in the studio system were chewed up and spit out, um, essentially. Um, and But she really, you know, she had traumas in her life, but she made the, the decision to confront them, to, to, you know, I wouldn't say fix them because nothing's ever really fixed, is it? But to address them through therapy, how important was it to have that message come across? Um, especially these days, you know, kind of like in these kind of, kind of post-COVID times where many people have probably been dealing with um, their own kind of mental stresses. Yes, um, and that was a very important part of the documentary was to talk about therapy because it's why she is the person she is today and why she has accomplished so much after so much hardship. Um, it has to do all with therapy. So To me, it was important to include that also because at the time that she was um, um, having those sessions of therapy, it was in a moment where that's that was seen as something that was a taboo, especially in the United States. Um, there is no um, recognition for the for mental health, and so for her to talk about that and to understand that that's what made her the woman that she is today, it's very important for the documentary. I think what I also love about the documentary is just how we are reminded of the talent that she is. Um, I think especially during her era of Hollywood, you really have to be a Renaissance woman. You have to be able to sing and dance and you're going to have to be able to do five minutes with the Muppets and steal the show, as well as standing side by side with Marlon Brando and steal the show there as well. How important was it to really kind of express the talent that this woman is? And it, it was uh, and is essentially. She's still working today. Um, I think she's in the new um, West Side Story remake that's coming out uh, this, uh, this month. I mean, it's just so important to show how incredibly talented this woman is. Yes, and that's why... Um, her documentary is also important because it shows that this woman who is very talented, she's a great actress and a dancer and a singer, still was, it was really hard for her to get a, a great part in a movie or mm. to, to be seen as someone who could um, do characters that she never got the opportunity to do. She never got the opportunity, not even today. Um, so it shows you how much she had to struggle and to to has to have to continue um, moving forward, even though she was never seen um, with or or even uh, thought of from all the talent that she had. She was never thought of someone that could do great parts and. She had to take what she was offered. And even those parts that she was offered, which were mainly stereotypical roles, she made them so great. Yes. She made them stand out so well that she won awards and she has won almost every award there is out there because of her talent. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. 
The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. I wanted to talk about your talent as a filmmaker. From what I read, you had like 80 hours of film um, from all the time you had with Reader, plus I'm sure all the archive footage and the stop motion work that was in this film as well. You have to whittle that down to 90 minutes, a 90-minute documentary. How do you approach structuring this documentary? Do you like to do kind of like a blueprint? Do you write things out? Do you do, I don't know, storyboarding? Uh, How do you like to approach your about the material in this film and structure it uh, into a 90-minute film? Because I'm sure that, you know, sifting through 80 hours, I'm sure would have been quite quite, a, quite an achievement to do. It is hard. It, it took us uh, one year to, to finalise the film um, of post-production only um, because it was a lot. <laughs> and, um, and it takes uh, long hours to figure out what to put and what to leave out. Um, I usually start with just whatever um, whatever um, I like. So I, I, I edit scenes that I love, that I like, that I think are great for the story and that I know that I want to have. And I, I continue doing that, just creating scenes that I love. Um, of course, I have the themes that I already know from the time that I'm interviewing um, and from the time I'm following her, which are t- themes that I really want to touch. But mm. it's not until the post-production that I would know if they're worth telling those themes or not. Um, but then I do, I kind of write a script, a post-production script where I write even like on a paper. I, I can't even do it like now the, on a computer. I like to write it on a paper. I write mm-hmm. the, the time code from when to where I want that and from where to where, what's the next. And, and I go like that um, mostly the whole, the whole documentary, the whole film. I do it that way. Um, I have to say that I had the privilege to work with a great editor, um, Kevin Clover, uh, who who worked for the last two months of the post production, and I needed another another set of eyes and 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 head to to because I needed to 
to see it from an, another perspective. I was, I became the editor, but I needed to see it from the director's point of view as yes. well. So he was great in shifting some of the scenes and in helping to structure the whole, the whole documentary. Um, because th there were moments that I just couldn't know how to make them work. And, and I always think it's great to have, even if you know how to edit and you're the director, it's always great to have someone else do that because it gives you a different perspective and, and also you, you, you're able to detach from it. Um, but it was a whole year process and it started with four hours and we kept narrowing it down until we got it to 90 minutes. What is Rita's reaction when she first watches this documentary? Um, were you with her during the first screening that she had? Yes, I was. We we showed her the film, the finished film, um, in a in a theater theater that we rented. So she went there with her family, and she was laughing out loud and and making comments out loud and. She really enjoyed it and she really loved it. And um, I wasn't expecting her to love it that much because she's a woman that's very um, hard to please. She, mm -hmm. she criticizes every, every story, every film. She's a true artist. And to me, um, it was more, more important not to, um, not if she felt, oh my God, you shouldn't have told this story or that. Because I know I wasn't able to please her on that terms, but I really wanted her to appreciate the art that was put behind the whole project. And she really loved it. And she even said, wow, I didn't know that I had such an amazing life. So the fact that she was able to see it from a different perspective and to learn about her life from another point of view made her realize that she really has had an amazing life and she has had an amazing life and it really is and a great documentary that you put together to really show that life in full display the highs the lows the successes everything that's in there so everyone listening december 15 rita marino just a girl who decided to go for it. I really recommend people check this film out, especially uh, with West Side Story coming out. It's nice to see where uh, one of the main kind of like artists of that of production, um, her life story before watching that film as well. And uh, Marian Perez Riera, I thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you so much for your work in this documentary. And I hope we can talk again in the future. I love um, watching your work and I'd love to see what you do again. Thank you. Thank you so much.